Dungeons and Dragons. Satan's game. Your children, like it or not, are attracted in their weaker years to the occult, and a game like D&D fuels their imagination and makes them feel special while drawing them deeper and deeper into the bowels of El Diablo. Welcome to Nerddom with Taylor and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And Taylor, we're talking about uh, Dungeons and Dragons today. Indeedy. Um, this is yours. You're a, a D&D person. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Dungeons and Dragons. Andrew, I have I have a confession. What? I actually don't really know that much about, about Dungeons and Dragons. Why did you I suggest just, this? Because it's fun to talk about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, there goes that. So I have also I have also played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, why don't why don't you share your experience with D and D? Okay, so I will say I have not played Dungeons and Dragons in da, 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 almost twenty years. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, as we we talked about out before the record, I was not popular in high school. If you can believe it. No. No. Neither Shocker of shocks. Um. <laughs> So, but we did have like a nice tight group of friends that we would do everything together. And we were all similarly, like one, like one person in our group of friends was like a semi jock. So he had like nice. actual like high school friends nice. other than us, but he still to have that person in the group. Yeah. The like person, the more well-connected person. Yeah. The, the person who like <laughs> when the other one, like the normals look at our group are like, well, I guess they can't all be like total outcasts <laughs> if like that person's with them. He plays baseball. <laughs> so um, we would all do stuff together. And eventually it was just like, we're not popular. We're nerds. Let's do Dungeons and Dragons. That's what nerds do. Yeah. Right. And so like, you know, we had we had exhausted the amount of video games we could all play together and all this stuff. So Dungeons and Dragons was the next logical step. So we played and we had a really fun campaign and it ended. And then... Um, what eventually happened, I don't want to get too into the details of this. I won't say the person's name, but um, I was hanging out at my friend's house who was going to be DM for the next campaign and we were setting things up and I was just getting my yucks off. I was, you know, yeah. ha- I was like joking around and blah, blah, blah. And he asked me to like build a structure on the map. And so I drew a house with a picket fence and he had none of it and kicked me out of his house. <laughs> He doesn't like fences. And he did not think it was funny. <laughs> and he kicked me out of the house. And then I didn't see that person for five years. <laughs> right. Truly, like, it, he, like, kicked me out of his life in that moment. <laughs> so it was just like a, it was like a, okay, he really uh, Wait, did what, not. what structure did he ask you to draw? I think it was like, uh, you know, like a, like a temple of some kind or, oh, or something. Like, that makes sense, but actually. It, it, I mean, it was. No, I'm just okay. <laughs> I will say, I will, it was obnoxious what I did, but it was not worthy of, like, banishment. I don't want to see you I ever the, again. I think the idea of, like, some, like, like, the idea of, like, 
oh, you're going to go to this, like, very holy, overgrown, maybe overgrown yeah. temple, and you go to it, and it's just, like, a single-story house with a white picket yeah. fence. That's hilarious. I thought it, I thought I was being funny. <laughs> he let, like, it was like, I'm going to leave the room for, like, five minutes. It was, and it was sort of like, now, kids, I'm, you know, when I come back, I expect you to have cleaned this room. And when he came back, I had drawn something that he did not have imagined, and he was very upset, and he, yeah, kicked me. I was a toxic person he cut out of his life. <laughs> In that moment. <laughs> so that was that was um uh, maybe like a couple years later there's a group of friends who were like also going to start their own D&D campaign but they were the kind of people who had driven me out of playing board games because they mm. were like one the kind of people who like and I have like I understand this. It's the thing of like consulting the rule book about every decision mm. that you make, right? And rather than just like let's see if this works or you know is this really out? Let's then we can consult later. They would like everything. It's just like okay, um, and then you'd read for like twenty minutes. Okay, you can do that move. And just like great, how fun! <laughs> and I understand that some people need that, and mm-hmm. that's fine. But they were also the kind of people who would then on their turns. Try and pull a fast one on you because they felt like they were smarter than everybody else in the room. Oh, fine. And so it's just like, okay, so I can't do a move that I think is legal in the game, but you are going to purposely cheat and see if I catch you. And it's just like, this is not fun for me. I'm glad that you are, you feel much smarter than everybody else in the room, but no thank you. No, and then I'm not, <clears throat> I, I mean, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. No. Everybody plays games for different yes. reasons. That group sounds horrible to they, play D&D They were, with. yeah. So they were like, we're going to start a campaign. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, so that that's was a the, good move. <laughs> that was the last, uh, my last D&D experience. The rule book is, I think, 300 pages. Yeah. And they're like, from what I remember, mo- like if, depending on the type of campaign you're doing, there are, are multiple sets of rule books. Yes. Also. So it's not just like, you know, at the time we were playing, it was probably third or fourth edition. It wasn't just like, here's the one rule book. It's like, here are the multiple mm-hmm. subsets of rule books. And so, yeah, I stopped playing <laughs> at that point. But I had fun when I played. It is not something that <clears throat> I'm against, but it really? is one of those... Because you have a sign outside your house that, like, with a big red X over, like, the Dungeons and Dragons. So that's kind of weird. It was also a kill on site. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am not a violent person, but if you bring... It's a it's a, one of those Ghostbuster no things with a D20 <laughs> on it. So that's surprising. I yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. And there's, like, ancient runes outside the house that you will have to have played D&D to understand it means uh, it's a kill order, basically. I was wondering what that little red dot was as mm-hmm. I was walking up. Mm-hmm. Now you know. <laughs> uh, what is your experience with Dungeons & Dragons? So I... Um, I... Okay. I only recently maybe identified myself, uh, like self-identified as quote-unquote nerdy. Uh-huh. Uh, recently, uh, like we were talking about earlier before the recording, in high school, I was not popular, but I also wasn't cool enough to also be, like, to then go full circle to become, like, just a nerd. Uh-huh. I was just busy. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, well, you had things to do. I was just busy in high school. I just was a person and uh-huh. just was, like, floating through just trying to make it yeah. through. Um, so I was just, I guess I was a normie. Um, and then once, like, I don't know, in college and especially out of college, like after graduating, I I had like time to like breathe Mm -hmm. and just be like, wait, what do I 
what do I like to do? Like, mm-hmm. what do I, what ho- what are, what's a hobby? What can I do? Like, uh-huh. so I just kind of like had a moment where trying to figure out. And so from that, and then also after college, even more free time of like, oh, I could just choose to do things I like. Let's mm-hmm. see what I like. And so from there, I've actually just recently really started loving all of these quote unquote nerdy things. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, D&D was not something that was even on my radar in high school, mm-hmm. which I was in high school. Um, I graduated in 2012. Yeah. So whatever that is, minus four. Um <laughs> So, like, that wasn't even on my radar. In college, not really either. I didn't even really know anybody that, mm-hmm. like, played or did anything. So, my first introduction to D&D, which I thought was just a thing that, like, was really popular a long time ago mm-hmm. and then has since died. Yeah. My first introduction was actually a podcast, like, a live play podcast called The Adventure Zone. Uh-huh. And I, like, found it. Um, and the McElroy brothers. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people know the McElroy brothers. Yeah. And so I had never heard of them. Like, mm-hmm. And so I was just, I don't even remember what I was doing, but I remember I was cleaning my apartment, like, during winter break. And, yeah. like, I hadn't gone home. And so I was just, like, at, like, my roommate had left to go home and spend, like, some time at home. And I was just, like, okay, our apartment's a fucking mess. So I have to, like, clean it. And I wanted to listen to something. Uh-huh. And so I just found this thing called the adventure zone and i think at the time it was only like 30 episodes in yeah and i just started listening to it and i was like this is hilarious Uh one also i love this story Uh too and so i like binged it and then caught up and then continued to listen to it from like that point on for like until the end yeah so that was actually my first like intro like i i i thought it was so good i also tried to listen like to Mabim Bam uh-huh. afterwards. Yeah. Not a fan. So <laughs> the Adventure Zone was really like I like the guys. I think they're great. Yeah. Um, but not really for me. So like the Adventure Zone was truly like my like first pull in. I thought when you were talking about your cleaning your apartment and your mm-hmm. and your roommate going out and, you know, visiting their family. I thought where you were gonna. I thought where it was gonna go is you unearthed like a satchel in there in the closet, yeah. like deep in the closet, and just like this old dusty D&D tome and just like (laughs) my gosh what is this no no I just literally listened to it so I was I guess you could say a lurker Uh for like years years I was like just kind of like lurking listening to the adventure zone Mm -hmm. and like would listen to (laughs) other stuff like I listened to uh I once I got, like, caught up on the Adventure Zone and, like, had to wait for, yeah. like, episodes to come out, I started listening to Critical Role, too, uh-huh. which, I was, which uh, was also very good. Uh, didn't I didn't really stick with Critical Role, sure. but um, I did enjoy listening to it. And so we just kind of, like, listen or watch these things mm-hmm. um, up until, like, I guess two or three years ago where, like, a couple of friends were all like, I really want to play d and I've never played before. And, uh-huh. like... Uh, oh, another of our friends was like, well, I'll DM. And we uh-huh. were all like, great. <laughs> and so it was like eight of us, which is like a huge group. We like, yeah. all played together for like, I think a year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played like another campaign, played a couple one shots. And now I like, I've DM'd a campaign. I'm DMing one now. Uh-huh. And I also like from the adventure zone, like have branched out into a bunch of other podcasts that I constantly listen to. Uh-huh. I watch it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, so now I probably, I think... I was, like, thinking about this yesterday while I was, like, preparing for today. Uh-huh. And I was, like, I think I consume probably six to eight hours of Dungeons & Dragons content, like, every week. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> it's... 
especially right now because I am actually watching the new cur- the current Critical Role uh campaign, okay. which is every Thursday for four hours. Yeah. So like that's easily half of it. But Jeez Louise. I do. I consume a lot of the content. That's um, I was expecting uh, you know, like. I was expecting, yeah, I, I don't think I was expecting six to eight hours a week of, of content that you <laughs> indulge in of, yeah. every week. <laughs> that is a lot. It's a I lot. I mean, I, I no, again, not going to yuck your yum over here. Please don't. Because I, I will never. <laughs> right, I will right. never. Because um, there are definitely six to eight hours of content that I take in every week that is maybe not Dungeons and Dragons, but is of this equal nerd level. So, yeah. Hey. I think like I was I was wondering like why I'm so into it, like why I like it so much. Because I will easily consume mm-hmm. like like I said, six to eight hours yeah. of D and D like live play mm-hmm. content, no problem. Yeah. Like have lot I have like lists of things that I still have to go watch or like listen to. Mm-hmm. But for me and like I will also read a lot. Mm-hmm. I read all the time. TV Movies mm-hmm. difficult for me. Yeah, like I think you let me borrow a movie probably six months ago, and it's still like I have it. It's sitting right <laughs> next to the TV. It's sitting. It there. couldn't be any easier to watch. It but couldn't yeah. be. It's literally right next to the Xbox. <laughs> I just have to put it in. Uh, <laughs> but like I, I, there's something. So I like had this like realization. I think yesterday, where right. I was like, oh, I guess I just like having like i i that like just having my own mind come up with imagery yeah. is my i guess my thing right. that's like the thing that i prefer to i think consume. if i if i snuck a fiction book into your house mm-hmm. and put it somewhere and hid it mm-hmm. that would be more accessible for you than like the dvd next to the dvd literally player. next yeah. to dvd player yeah correct <laughs> i well i think there's something to like we've talked about with like star wars and lord of the mm-hmm. rings and stuff that the the best parts of both of those things is this like broad universe of like mm-hmm. just anything. Yes. And the nice thing about Dungeons and Dragons is, <clears throat> you know, there are like preset campaigns and stuff. You can also just make up stuff. Oh, you know, yes, like a thousand percent. It's, I mean, it, you it's harder to, but you could, you could like make up a character class if you wanted to. Yes. But for the most part, it's kind of like, yeah, you have your, your typical classes and they, you can form a, a group or you can do a solo thing, but it's, it's making up a universe. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, if you wanted to go to, like, if you wanted to go to the, the the woods of, you know, Lord of the Rings or something, you could do that. If you wanted to go to Endor or something I in actually Star Wars, have a Lord of the Rings source book. Yeah. For, like, adventures in Middle Earth. Yeah. Or if you wanted to go to, like, a beach that makes you old or something. Like, yeah. That is also a possibility. Yeah. You can do anything that you want. And it's, it's, yeah, it's. Anything that you want to do, you could do. Yeah. Especially as the person running the game. Yeah. Which is fun. Mm -hmm. And I will say, even when you're using one of the, like, provided, like, the published official, like, source books, Mm -hmm. like, they have many, 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 like, published adventures that you can just, like, pick up, read through, and run, like, with a group of a couple of your friends, and it's, like, all done for you. You, Mm -hmm. You don't have to do any, like... I mean, other than reading it, you don't have to really do that much work to, like, come up with stuff. It's mm-hmm. all, like, right there. Um, I find when I'm doing that, I still end up making up 50% of mm-hmm. stuff because, like, a player will be, like... Like, literally in the <laughs> literally in the, the first campaign I ever DM'd, I went... I did um, Lost Minds of Findelver, which is, like, a classic first, like, campaign 5e for players. Uh-huh. 
And so I was like, well, this is my first time DMing. I'm really, really nervous about it. I'm going to run this campaign. And then, like, through that, did the campaign, also did, like, a little extra thing, and then did a thing that I just completely made up, um, like, all in that one campaign. And, like, one of my players was just like, so what's the uh, import-export of this town that we're in? And I was like, god damn it. I don't know. Uh, It's a shipping town. So there isn't, really. Uh It's a harbor. Uh (laughs) It was... But, like, you still, like, even though everything's, like, clearly laid out for you, some, like... And honestly, that's like, I think that's the best part is when people are like, so invent, like, they just want to know, like, mm-hmm. okay, wait, wait, uh, what is, what was that one person's name? From yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, uh, uh, it was Bob. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of like Galindor, the, the sorcerer. And then I don't know, Bob, Bob? fuck, I don't care. That's actually, like, I think uh, in the Adventure Zone, the very first thing is, like, they also run uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver as, like, the beginning hook for Uh the Adventure Zone, the first campaign. And there's, like, a character name who's, like, his name is, like, Sildar Hallwinter, I think. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of their joke, like one of their first jokes is like Sildar Hallwinter, and they're all like, "What the fuck kind of name is that?" And they're like, "You know what? You're right. His name is Barry. His name is Barry Blue Jeans." <laughs> um, for anybody who's unfamiliar, DMing is dungeon mas- being the dungeon master, yeah, and that is the person who like lays out the campaign for the players. Yeah. So there's not like a in the way that like you would play, <clears throat> you know, House on Haunted Hill or right. something. There's not necessarily a structure of like, this is how you win the game. So like a dungeon master kind of lays out just so this is just for people who don't maybe know what Dungeons and Dragons is like, they kind of lay out what the campaign is going to be. If there is an end goal, this is, you know, you go and kill this goblin or something or right. whatever, like, but they also lay out how you get there, the kind of things that you run into as you get there. So it's sort of like, not like as a dungeon master, you're not actively working against the people who are playing. Right. Yes. Common misconception. <laughs> but you, yeah, the, sometimes the people who are playing will feel that. Yep. Like that. Um, but you are generally, you have like, so how much prep did you put into DMing? Like, were you laying out stuff day, like days beforehand, or did you just kind of come <laughs> up with it on the fly of like, you walked into a room with a, you know, like a poisonous bat or something. So when I, first so the first one i did like i think the first couple of sessions i did so much prep because mostly i was so nervous of like they're gonna ask me something and i'm not gonna know and like freaking out a little bit so i did a lot of prep and then as it went on so i would spend probably two hours Mm -hmm. two more than that like yeah way more than that Uh like hours like spread across days of like prepping for a session yeah um and then as it went on i did less i would do prep like 30 minutes before Mm -hmm. and now (laughs) now in uh the current thing i'm the current game that i'm running i am putting in more time prepping because uh there's just a lot going on in the campaign and so i have to like Mm -hmm. make sure a lot of the hooks are like i know what's going on but i'll still spend like maybe an hour or so maybe two prepping but it's not too much i pretty much just will like reread stuff and then like basically list stuff for each session that i think might happen mm-hmm. um but it's definitely like the the your game runner like whoever your dungeon master is they put in a lot of a lot of work mm-hmm. uh to make sure that the game is running pretty smoothly it can be like <clears throat> speaking from experience it can be frustrating when you're playing and it just feels like a trap was set for you to die <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that's and, terrible. And like, but like, it's it's not like it, it, especially like people who like really map stuff out. It's not with the intention of like, okay, I'm gonna kill off all my players today because I'm sick of this shit. Usually, I mean that that may happen, but um, usually it's like you just, in the way that like in real life when like sh- like when it it rains it pours. Right. Sometimes just things just happen in a sequential order that just feels like everything is working against me today. Yes. And that can happen in in Dungeons and Dragons as well, where it's just like you tripped on a a bear trap and also that bear came out of the woods and like mauled you you. to death. Yeah. These are all things that happen. Like you, you know, it's not done by like the will of the DM. Like you also have to do like you have to roll your like a critical roll to like see if does the bear eat you or does it like miss completely yeah. and like fall over you and trip down the woods and, and yeah. then become like a rug at the end. Yeah. Everything that you do, like, well, not everything, but if, uh, a, a lot of things that you want to do that you have to like check to see if you can do it. You, uh-huh. yeah, you have to roll a D 20 and then you have stats that you add to it for different skills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the current edition is so it's fifth edition currently which was released in, I think, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, a, even though there's still, like, a lot going on on a character sheet, it's very confusing your first time. Um, and sometimes even after that, like, once you've been playing for a while, like, I, I feel like even still, like, when you it's time to roll a new character, you're like, what the f- hell is uh-huh. um, But it's that much simpler than any previous edition Mm -hmm. like i think if like when you play i think i tried to figure out which edition you would have been playing i think it may have been three maybe 3.5 but yeah all of the older editions of dungeons and dragons are that much more math Mm -hmm. intense and i think that the current one is way simpler like you pretty much just always roll a d20 you have a number you always add Uh and then that's just it and so once you kind of get used to the flow it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot simpler versus like if you're it's your first time playing you have all this stuff on your sheet and you have like eight different types of die and you're like which one do i roll and it's Mm -hmm. like oh you're always gonna roll the 21 yeah always roll that one and otherwise like the other ones are just for damage yeah for like different damage types and so um but yeah that's i i think it's pretty simple once you get into it it can definitely be a little bit overwhelming but one of the awesome things about it is like if you just have one person who knows the rules you can play yeah like you just need one person who like kind of knows the rules mm-hmm. and you're good to go like and then you can like help do whatever we'll be right back with more nerddom it's dnt are you a dm who's not really sure if your players are having fun Are you a man who, when you look at a woman walking down the street, you just wish she would smile more? Well, then do I have an item for you. A magic item from the makers of Jim's Magic Coin comes Wand of Smiles. It's a wand that makes you smile. That's it. That's the ad. It's DNT. Okay, we are back. Hello. Hello. Did you miss us? Did you miss us? We took a, comer- a, a commercial, commercial break. break. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Taylor. Before we get into your game, yes. Uh, did you know there's a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Uh, no. Made in the year 2000. So oh, of course no. it was. I'm sure I have never seen it, but this is the this is the time where people would just make uh, movies based on properties with zero care given. Nice. Yeah. And, it's um, like the, what happened with Wheel of Time. 
Which is coming out November? Yes, but You're... there was also an old one. Uh, what is it? Red Hawk Studios, I think, uh-huh. owned Wheel of Time for a while. Uh-huh. And then in order to like re-up their, like, uh, whatchamacallit, their license basically they had to make they had to produce something they had to make something yeah. so they made a pilot for a tv show Uh-oh. it's horrible yeah it's so bad yeah um so the uh the movie holds a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes good and the final thing here is the dir- the director blamed the quality of the film on its investors its license holders interference as well as his own experience in filmmaking so basically He's it's like, everybody's fault you know at least he at least they were like you know what it's on me too yeah like you know what i know like we had some studio interference and everybody is at fault also, here but me. i'm not very good at this yeah um let's just say if it wasn't for lost souls this is a, a review Let's just say if it wasn't for Lost Souls, this would be a strong contender for worst film of the year in 2000. <laughs> Wait, what was so, the movie called? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It's a little bit too on the nose. Yeah. There was a made-for-TV sequel, Wrath of the Dragon God. Mm-hmm. And then a third film called uh, The Book of Vile Darkness. Ooh. So. Sexy. There, there is a 2023 uh version of this movie coming out oh, no. in, or another one coming out in 2023 i think they need to just not well personally, it's a, but uh so it's being written by jonathan goldstein and john francis daly john francis daly oh he wrote wrote uh oh, like man. the new vacation movie yes and game night yes and i think he may have worked on the first spider-man the first new spider-man interesting but i hope that they make it a comedy I hope so too. I'm looking at the cast here, and it is Chris Pine, what? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Hugh Grant. <laughs> so this could be this could be fun. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It feels like with with John Daly as one of the writers, I, I feel like it might have a like a cutesy comedy so. feel to it. I hope so because so my favorite thing and why I really like D and D and the types of D and D shows I enjoy the most are the ones that are one cooperative storytelling, which is like what we were talking earlier. Like the person running the game, the G the GM mm-hmm. or the DM, it like DM is dungeon master, GM is game master. Um, uh. Th- they are like cooperatively telling a story with the players. Yeah. It's not always GM versus players yeah. trying to kill yeah. them. It's actually oftentimes the opposite. I really don't want to kill a player because that's upsetting. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I will do it if it happens now. Mm-hmm. And the first campaign that I, I did, <laughs> my players did something really stupid. Uh-huh. And I think two of them died. And I had to pull some bullshit to like revive them, basically. That was fully against the rules. Right. Not supposed to happen. Yeah. But I was oh, like, well, you... I don't want my players yeah. to die. You so... uh, happened upon a resurrection potion. Exactly. Oh I basically yeah. made like somebody run in and like grab them and like resurrect both of them. Uh-huh. Essentially, was like, you're making. A yuck, but yeah, I, right. that's literally yeah. what happened because yeah. I was like, I really don't want these two people yeah. to die. I'm not telling you to do this, but there is a resurrection potion at your feet. Right, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, do you what may you want, want to use it. But just here's a thought. Yeah. Um, but this current campaign, I will kill them. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert for anybody who's yeah, playing Taylor's. I, uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. I think at least one of them might listen. I will kill you. So you know, don't. <laughs> I will kill. You. I don't want to, but if you. St- 
dumb shit happens. Like yeah. they, I think this is the your last warning. one. This the last one, they like ran up onto a roof, and there was a giant ass fucking dragon. Uh huh. And they were like, I think we can take it. Uh huh. They couldn't. Yeah. Like they were so low level. Mm-hmm. Like it was such a bad idea. And I was like, I don't know how to get you out of this yeah. situation, but this dragon's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. Like, I guess the dragon lost interest in you. Yeah. <laughs> Just some reason for like. <laughs> I don't want it to kill you right now. It will kill you. Something just, oh, a shiny thing over there and the dragon flew away. Right. But, um, but yeah, like I really don't want to kill a player, but I now after like doing like a first campaign and like feeling like I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and now I will, Yeah, <laughs> I will kill you. Yeah. Um, but like, that's not necessarily the goal. And so I really like the cooperative storytelling aspect. I really like ones that are fun and mm-hmm. funny. Like, they can still be serious and yeah. sort of serious shit is going on. But you can still be making jokes and having a good laugh. And, like, at the table, I, like, really want to laugh. Yeah. I personally love laughing. Yeah. And, like, love humor. Mm-hmm. And so I love that shit. And yeah. so that's, like, my style, which is maybe, like, why I didn't stick with the first, like, uh, critical role because mm-hmm. it was they do have funny moments but it was definitely like um they take it more seriously than, it's a little yeah. bit more a little bit like sure. a little bit more serious and i much prefer things that are like at its core it's humor they want to crack their yucks yeah right yeah. so um but yeah i definitely love that so i hope that with they're making a movie i hope it's kind of like more fun but that's because personally that's what i prefer it there are definitely cr- people who way prefer like all right, I'm going to max this. I'm going to do so much damage every, like, and that's yeah. great. That's like, that's also what you, that's what you love. That's mm-hmm. great. Personally, I like having a funny backstory. Yeah. Well, I think like Warcraft, for instance, is mm-hmm. like uh, a super self-serious movie that I don't think a lot of people like. This movie, <clears throat> I'm not saying that Chris Pine can't act serious, but that's a right. guy who gets his yucks off in movies. Yeah. So I have, I'm think it's, to me, it looks like it's leaning a little more towards like be good. having some fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. That's a, right. Isn't that what we all want? Just yeah. have a little bit of fun. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I I love it. I think I think it's so much fun. And Andrew, if if you ever want to play, I will I will I will run a run a game for you. I would if I'm not I am not committing to playing <laughs> a Dungeons and Dragons game because I am afraid to even like I don't want to like get your hopes up. But were I to ever play a campaign, Taylor, you'd be the perfect DM. Oh. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my it. god! I love I love DMing. I yeah. I mean I like playing, but I love DMing. Yeah. I love it so much, and mm-hmm. I think honestly, uh, it's because I just like knowing what's going on all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> I a, do not like not knowing what's going there's on. There's a level of like being like <laughs> I've discovered in the recent years that I'm somewhat of a control freak. Yes, and so like there is a level of like knowing what's going to happen that i like have to know about in certain things like really stressful situations sometimes in movies like if it's an older movie i won't read like the entire synopsis of a movie but like i will read ahead like five minutes of the movie just to make sure like okay if something's gonna like jump out and like fucking scare me i want to know yeah right now <laughs> um so you have a game i do taylor okay. i do i have a game um, what if you just roll out like a giant board? And we yeah. Just what if I, right I, I handed you a character yeah. sheet and was like, "Here's what we're gonna okay, do." Okay, you're, you're gonna fill this out on air. Okay, name, class. Oh man, maybe we could do uh, like a, a one shot where I DM just for you okay. as like a bonus okay. thing or something. Yeah. Uh, I have an idea that I really want to run, which I think I've like shared with you, but uh, before. Uh huh. But I really want to run a game that's basically like you're a kid at summer camp uh-huh. and you're just like f- 
fucking with the like people in charge of the summer yeah. camp. That's I think. Yeah, I think you really did fun. share that with me. Um, I think it was why I gave you the movie that you haven't watched six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That is why <laughs> I gotta watch it. I was like, oh yeah, summer camp movie. <laughs> I have one of those. Here, I'll give it to Taylor, and then <laughs> crickets. Yeah. I, it's still it's right next to my Xbox. It's, it's so there. easy to watch. It's right. Th- it's, it's so, so easy. easy to watch. <laughs> Literally, the simplest. Yeah. Things. Um, but I'm too busy You're too listening busy. and watching D and D for eight hours. Six a week. hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have a game. Okay. And this is uh kind of like a fact fiction or fuck you, but you just tell me if this is a real thing or a fake thing. Okay. So I have a bunch of either Dungeons and Dragons spells. Okay. Or magic items. Uh-huh. And these are fully canon. Like, they are in the source books. Like, either in the, like... Yeah. Or, like, in the player's handbook or mm-hmm. the DM's... Ga- or whatever. Or, like, in a published Wizards of the Coast ass uh-huh. source book. Yeah. And some of them I made up. Okay. So, I'm gonna give you give you the name. I'll give you, like, a little bit of a description of what it is or what it does. Okay. And then you have to tell me if it's real or if it's fake, and I just made it up, and I'm okay. bullshitting you. Okay. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay, the first one is Jim's Glowing Coin. Jim's go- Glowing Coin. Jim's Glowing Coin. Okay. And it's a spell, and you take a coin, mm-hmm. and you make it glow. You make it so shiny that it distracts everyone within 30 feet of it. It's... I believe that this is a spell. I don't know that it's called Jim's Glowing Coin, though. So I'm going to say not real. That is real. It is real. It is called Jim's Glowing Coin. (laughs) Is it J-I-M? Yep. Hmm. Okay. It's uh, off. This is from Acquisitions Incorporated. And Uh one of the like characters in this campaign setting is his name is Jim Dark Magic. Uh, Hmm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Next one is Time Ravage. Where this is a spell, and you t- basically age someone up to the point of 30 days before they would die of old age. I'm going to say that's fake. That's real. That's real? Yeah. Gosh. That's That's it. where M. Night Shyamalan got the idea for that beach. Yeah. <laughs> it. Um. I think Time Ravage is from an earlier edition of okay. Dungeons & Dragons. It's not current. Yeah. But... I also I also know he got that idea from a graphic novel. So all the nerds who are like, actually, he got that from... It was from a graphic novel. I know. I'm just oh, man. Joke. All the nerds... Okay. Uh, if you're really into D&D <laughs> yeah, this, uh, in a way this that podcast is... Has not been you are not going to like what I'm about to say <laughs> about a lot of these things. Like, for example, Jim's glowing coin. There's somebody be like, actually, you have to have, make a charisma saving throw or like something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah. Shut up, nerds. Shut up, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> we're bullies now. Uh, we're bullies who love yeah. dragons. Bully dumb is the name of the podcast now. Um, we're coming for you dorks. Okay, the next one is the dust of sneezing and choking. Um, and this is a magic item that looks like dust of invisibility, but actually causes everyone to look like they're doing the cinnamon challenge in like a 30 foot radius if used fake that one's real damn it damn it. i was like okay it, it sounds it, i was like just based off of i was like at some point one of these has to be fake and if i say that one's real i'm gonna look stupid but all right well the next one is moral dilemma mm-hmm. this is a spell that when cast on someone it makes the target rethink their actions oof <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to give that Yakov. I'm going to say that one's <laughs> real. That one I made up. Damn it. You know what? Damn it. I should have gone with my gut. I was like, you know what? The, the kind of people who made Dungeons & Dragons are not introspective enough to rethink their their actions and their mistakes. So, therefore, it would be fake. But I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give the people more credit than they deserve. And I'm going to say that they may have thought of something that was like, hey, maybe in my own life, I made a, I had an action that I should take back. Nope. Should have gone with my gut. All right. The next one is a. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> this is a magic item uh-huh. called a bag of beans. Uh-huh. It's got it's a bag with a bunch of magic beans in them. And real. You like? Yep, it's real. 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 It's real. And if you pull some beans out, you roll on a table, and it uh-huh. tells you what the bean does. <laughs> like one of them, one of the things that you can do with, like you just like pull one out, and like the bean drops like a thirty foot like pyramid uh-huh. on wherever the bean. Sometimes when I hear stuff like this and I think about the amount of time that we probably dedicated to like, I mean, like there was probably a point where we were playing our campaign that like somebody did something similar to the bag of beans Mm -hmm. and we sat there for two hours discussing the beans. Yeah. The beans, I think, might be my favorite item uh-huh. because they're so fun yeah it's what like about the third bean what does that do and oh it actually that bean is other than just like wow oh. <laughs> i think i gave i think i gave my players this and one of the things that the beans do or something was like it just like sprouts into like a nest of eggs uh-huh that like either explode when you eat it uh-huh. or it's just a regular boiled egg <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I forget exactly what it is, but uh-huh. it's good. Oh, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay. The next one is uh, a spell called, <laughs> a spell called Blink, mm-hmm. which is you just fucking disappear for a little bit. Real. Yeah. Yeah. For one minute, your character can just disappear into the ethereal plane as long as you roll, like, a certain number, like, on your T20. But it's fun because you just kind of, like, bamf in and out of places. Is the... So the the, the player that gets bamfed... Mm-hmm. So they... it's, this is something that you would cast on yourself. Right. Are you invisible to the human eye or do you, like, actually disappear to a different plane you of existence? You go to a different plane of existence. Whoa. You blink out. Yeah. Where do you go? To the ethereal plane. And what's on the ethereal plane? Uh, you can still see everything around you. Okay. But they can't see you. Okay. So it, unless it, it, they're on also on the ethereal plane. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So just a different plane of existence. Wow. Yep. Okay. The next one is called um, heat metal. Heat metal. Heat metal. I didn't write a description for this one because I figured it was. Yeah. Can you put that in a sentence, please? <laughs> Uh, it's a spell. Real. That is real. Yeah. You just. You just. Heat metal. metal. <laughs> now, what would uh, what would you do with a type of spell like heat metal? It's actually pretty interesting because one thing that you can do with heat, like otherwise, I feel like heat metal is kind of a funny thing. Right. It's kind of silly. Yeah. But one thing you can do is you can heat the armor that someone is wearing oh interesting and you can just burn them alive i was thinking like locks and hinges of doors and stuff like that oh like, yeah that would be good would, like, like no. try to melt it right yeah see mm. you'd be good at dnt okay <laughs> okay i'm kind of getting into this uh, all right <laughs> all right the next one is um jim's, jim's coin. magic coin <laughs> the next one is um bon- bonvolio's bounce 
and it's you cast on yourself and anything that hits you like in the next like minute after casting has a chance of bouncing off of you and potentially like causing enemies to like whack themselves in the face okay the only reason i want to say fake is named bombolio because it it's <laughs> it sounds like okay we talked about him in the hobbit episode but it sounds too much like bomber who was the big fat <laughs> hobbit who bounced around so i'm gonna that's the only reason i'm gonna say fake <laughs> that's fake i made that up <laughs> yes. Yes. i was trying to think of a name that sounded because like i mean like Jim's magic coin. Yeah, that sounds so stupid it's for a, something that's so. Jim's magic coin sounds like a uh, like a coin appraisal shop in like Pike Place <laughs> it's or a something. Pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome. I was to trying Jim's... to think of like something like a, a, a bee name that sounded uh-huh. fantastical, yeah. and so I came up with Bombolio. <laughs> uh huh. I saw through you. <laughs> All right. Jim's magic coin. I couldn't figure out, but Bombolio's bomb bombastic bombardment. I was like, no way. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up is the spell Disguise Undead, uh-huh. which is just a spell for spending a weekend at Bernie's. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> real! It is real. <laughs> is it? It's not described like that, though, is no, it? No, <laughs> it's not described like that. But it's, bas- it's exactly what it sounds yeah. like. You just disguise a zombie. <laughs> Do you also do like a racist uh, voodoo thing on it in the second in the second iteration? I don't think so. I hope oh, not. Oh man, weekend not in my campaign. Yeah, not my campaign. Not, not my weekend at Bernie's. All right, if somebody needs to make a shirt that says "just not in my campaign." <laughs> it's us. Yeah, uh, it's us. Yeah, it'll be in our, our tea public any day. Now. Okay, the next one is a magic item, and it's called the immovable rod, and it's literally a rod uh-huh. that if you click, <laughs> if you click a button. Uh huh. You can't move it. If you click a button, you click a you like click a button to activate it, and you like put it you like put it down, click the button, and then nobody can move it. Real? It's real. Okay. Yeah, there's like a check you can do to try to move it, but uh-huh. it's it's a lot, and it yeah. can also support up to I think eight tons. Wow. Yeah. That's a rod. It's a rod. Yeah. Quite the rod. Okay. The next one is a spell. Mm-hmm. It's called Otto's Irresistible Dance, and it forces the person like the target. Yeah. To use all of its movement to dance. Real. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next is a magic item. Uh-huh. And it's called Chekhov's gun. Uh-huh. Um, and it is a gun that when you fire it, it makes the least important thing in a 30-foot radius glow. Fake. Yeah, that's fake. Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't have called it Chekhov's gun. Uh, this is actually an item from a D&D podcast I listened to. Yeah. It doesn't do what I said. Uh-huh. It's actually a much better item. I just didn't want to like fully rip, their, yeah. rip, rip them off. But they have an item called Chekhov's gun. That's like if you fire it, you can either use it as a regular gun. Uh-huh. Or if you fire it into the air, it like the smoke from the fi- from like the explosion mm-hmm. will give you like a hint of what's to come or sure. something or something like that. It's, it's pretty cool. But... Yeah. All right. Next is an item called Hat of Vermin. Out of which you can just choose to pull up to like three rats, bats, or frogs out of it. Real. Yes. Next really, one. Uh, Radagast from uh, the Hobbit <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, next up is a vicious mockery, mm-hmm. where you insult someone so harshly it inflicts physical pain. Huh. <laughs> Fake. This one's real. Real? Yeah. It's literally you insult someone so harshly it hurts. Ow. Yeah, it causes pain. Oh, I thought that was just a real life spell that somebody cast on me. 
All right, next is um, the Corpse Light, which is a spell that literally just makes a dead body glow. That's it. That's the spell. Real. Yeah. (laughs) This is not, no, this is a spell, I think, from third edition. Okay. No no longer in. Ugh. Kind of stupid. (laughs) All right, last one. Okay. You ready? This is a magic item, mm. and it's called the Wand of Smiles, <laughs> and it just it's uh, it it makes it makes anyone smile, like by force huh. for a minute. It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, Taylor, what I'm gonna say is that it's real, and just like that, you're my Wand of Smiles because oh. I just smile whenever <laughs> I. Whatever. Right. It is real. Uh-huh. It is real. It's. I remember when I first saw it. I was like, the, my first reaction was just like, "That's fucked up." <laughs> That's fucked That's up. Fucked up. Because I could just imagine. I don't know. My brain immediately went to like somebody like telling me to smile. I was just gonna say it's yeah. like the it's it's a it was a spell invented by men to yes, make exactly. female players. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I want this removed yeah. from. From the compendium. Yeah, it's like somebody who's like making the campaign of like, how do I get these, you know, like the women in my campaign are not, they just have such beautiful smiles. I just want them to smile more. <laughs> Bella. <laughs> you should smile more. So here it is, the wand of smiles. Yeah, it's, it's messed up. It's kind of a funny thing because you can like try to force somebody like evil to just like smile for a minute, which is like, it's just funny. It's a That's funny, funny item. That's yeah, funny. It's yeah. a funny item. Yeah. But yeah, my first thought was like, that's fucked up. The dude. first iteration is like, is like only up. works on female players. Only works yeah. on women identifying. <laughs> huh? What? What? <laughs> Must be cast by man on women. Uh, uh, right? Yeah. Not in my campaign. Not by, yeah. Not, not my, my campaign. campaign. Taylor. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your love of Dungeons and Dragons yeah. with me. And, uh, I love thank- it. You should play. Everybody should play. I'll DM for you. <laughs> Everybody should play. Everybody We're should all going to play a campaign with Taylor. Yeah. Coming out. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you're a D&D lover, uh, as always, we're sorry and we love you. Sorry. Love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd? <laughs> <laughs>